Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Untitled Hoops podcast. Uh, it's been a minute. Um, we are back, and we're better than ever. Marquise has the same beanie. I was going to say a new beanie, but I think it's the same one. Excellent. My cat's getting closer and closer. Um, by the end of this, he'll probably be on my lap. But uh, yeah, this is the podcast where we talk about basketball, mainly the NBA, mainly the 76ers. However, today... We will probably not be talking very much about the Sixers because today we got some shit to talk about. Some shit happened um, in the NBA. A few things, two things mainly. We'll start it off with number one, the Kevin Durant. Oh wait, actually no, no, no. I have no. two things that I have to say about the last podcast that we did. Number one, I made a mistake, which Marquise pointed out to me. Chris Tapps Porzingis was previously an all-star. So I will have to take him off my list, and I will... I, I forget who I said I would Christian replace Wood. him with. Christian Wood, yes. I replaced him with Christian Wood. Yes. The second thing was, uh, which also relates to the topic we're going to talk about today, as my sixth man of the year, I picked Colin Sexton. Yeah. That's... That's not going to happen. Too. I did too. I did too. That's not going to happen anymore. Uh, well, you picked him for most improved, didn't you? I picked him for uh, I picked. Uh, what did I pick for most improved? Here, let me I see. I picked uh, Tyrese Halliburton for most improved. Most improved. Oh, okay, so you picked Colin for for six man. So I'm changing that to uh, Jordan Clarkson. I feel like somebody a team is going to trade for him because Utah is blowing it up, and he's coming off the bench again. So I'm going back with Jordan Clarkson. I'm just going to be a homer, and I'm going to go with DeAnthony Melton. I so mean, Jordan Clarkson could end up on the Sixers. He could, but and fuck now up your it whole seems like it's a little chances. bit less. It seems like it's a little bit unlikely now. All right, um, no, right. But just just because I want to go with someone who probably won't be moved by the end of the year, I'm going to go with DeAnthony Melton. Probably um, won't be moved. Do you not know who our GM is? Yeah, I know. I know. Nobody's but untouchable if he finds at least the right we're not, But at least we're not in a rebuild like the Utah Jazz are. Jordan Clarkson might get traded somewhere and end up starting. So I don't, I don't know. I don't think he does, though. You never know. It could be New York. You literally but never But he would know. still come off the bench because Thibodeau won't, don't like playing people that don't like to play defense. Mm, I mean, that's true. But at the same time, who do they have to start over him at the shooting guard position? At the Derrick shooting Rose. guard position. Derrick Rose. You think they will start Derrick Rose? Derrick Rose has been the shooting guard the entire time. Okay. They literally I mean, had Julius Randle running okay. point forward. And Derrick Rose was running too. Mm. I mean, obviously that's they have Derrick Rose got injured, but, you know. I mean, now having, you know, uh, Jalen Brunson. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm going with the Anthony Melton. Fuck it. Go with Dan Thimon. I'm going with Jordan Clarkson. Um, Future Sixers. So those are the Jordan two Clarkson. things that, that I wanted to cover really quick about the last podcast. Two two changes that were, had to be made. Um, but for this also, week, oh, also, can I say something? Yo, we ahead, recently go got a lot of traction on our Instagram. Like, I don't know if you've been yes. noticing that. But yes, like, we got we got We got a lot of traction on it, so we appreciate y'all. You can always yep. come over and uh, follow us, uh, the Low Lights Network on Instagram, the Low Lights mm-hmm. uh, NC um, NW on um, 
Twitter. I'm gonna do more on Twitter. Like I feel like we post a lot on Instagram, but we don't do a lot with Twitter. We're gonna be there, um, especially like live reactions. I did like a live reaction tweet to the uh, Donovan Mitchell trade that we're gonna talk about a little bit late, little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just appreciate it because we got like a lot of traction. Um, so we could direct it here. People could follow uh, us on all the places that you listen to podcasts. Rate us five stars. Really would do a lot for us, especially a small podcast trying to make it. Um, so we appreciate the love. So that's it. Yep. Uh, so let's start off with the thing that probably led up to the Donovan Mitchell trade, which was the Kevin Durant situation, which has officially been and I would like to more or less up. resolved. I said last podcast, I said because Kevin Durant has chose to stay, we're about to see all the trades that we did not, that there were like a lot of teams were sitting on their hands, and that we're about to see a whole bunch of trades. Yep. I would like to I would like to pat myself on the back for that because <laughs> literally everything fucking happened. Um, we also yes, need to talk yes. about Patrick Beverly being traded to the Lakers. Uh, yes. Like a whole bunch of other stuff, uh, which we could possibly, you know, lead into, like, Sixers making a trade. Because there is a team literally tanking with some good veterans on it. Um, not just the Sixers, but any team in contention. Um, so, like, which, which one do you want to talk about first? Well, I think oh, we got to talk about... out for the fucking year. Yes. Yes. That's, it's I so much to happen about, since the last two, two weeks, honestly. I think we got to talk about KD first. Because KD mm-hmm. was really sort of the linchpin that was holding all of this up. Like, everybody was literally waiting for what's going to happen with KD and the Nets. And it's interesting because it's it's a, it's comes a year after the Ben Simmons situation, right? But we're talking about two very different players and two very different teams. So what's what's crazy to me is that I think everybody realized that Kevin Durant's value was too high. Yeah. In a, um, in a sense, like the the Nets were never going to get what you deserve for Kevin Durant. Right? It's never. not and the Nets are not like the Warriors where even if you lose KD, you still have three potential Hall of Famers on your team. They have a very the Nets great without culture. KD are yeah. literally they're they're possibly sixth, fifth, seventh seed consistently, like regardless of injuries. Because you know, still got Kyrie. Um, you're still hoping that Ben Simmons is somewhat of Ben Simmons. Uh, I don't think his right. game will fall off because he didn't really do anything that really wowed you. He just did a lot of things good. Right. And then he was a great defender. That's like only thing great about him. Right. So. It was an interesting situation to begin with, but with KD being the person that he is, nobody assumed he would do what Ben Simmons did, which was to sit out for the entire year. I think everybody was under the assumption that if this isn't settled by the time training camp comes around, he's going to play. And it turns out that that was true. Because he likes to play basketball. Like That's the one thing about Kevin Durant that you can always say. He's a baller. He mm-hmm. doesn't get into all the other shit. I mean, sometimes he does, you know, retreating somebody or talking shit to somebody on Twitter. But uh, he's a baller at the end of the day. He loves basketball more than he loves the conflict. So, yeah, I knew that he was going to play regardless. But it was just a weird – it was a weird situation that sort of kept getting weirder until eventually it was just like, all right, we're, both sides are just like, okay, we're we're done. Um, when it was reported that Kevin Durant would consider coming back to the Nets if they fired Steve Nash and their general manager, uh, I believe Sean Marks, everybody was kind of like, wait, what? 
<laughs> like, right. What type of request is that? That doesn't make any sense. Because it, it didn't make any sense for the standpoint that, one, you literally just asked for a trade, now you're rebuttaling because nobody really has a package for you or nobody's really trying to go all in for you because you're Kevin Durant, you're 34, um, I think you're 34, and and you're you've coming off some serious injuries. Yeah, you're still you're still Kevin Durant, but it looks less appetizing because one of your your personality, your your anger, which looks like you know you're just going through a fit and ask for a trade. Um, but like all in all, and also it makes it look bad on him because they gave him everything he wanted. Yeah, they literally gave him everything he wanted. You wanted Kyrie, cool. You wanted DeAndre Jordan, cool. You want DeAndre Jordan to start over Jared Allen, who's an All Star, in two years, cool. Like you, you wanted Steve Nash, cool. Now you want Steve Nash fired? Like it's, it's just too much. Like at, at a yeah. certain line, you have to draw a line. Like as a person, you have to draw a line somewhere. I know that you're a star. I know you're the franchise, but it's like, bro, listen, you're you're doing too much. Yeah, like, you're doing too fucking much. That's kind of like the situation with Pat Riley and LeBron. When LeBron wanted Eric Spoelstra fired. Pat Riley sat him down and was like, listen, bro, we could change your ass back to Cleveland. This, yeah. this is my show. You're just featured on it. So somebody probably got in his ear or he just felt like the criticism was too heavy and he had mm-hmm. to go back on it. But, you know, he's he, he can't do that. Like, you can't do that because you're going to fuck up everybody else's money because the CBA is right, right around the corner. Ben Simmons and Kyrie already fucked that up for the majority of players. You mm-hmm. doing that shit is going to definitely, like, put a staple on it this this can't happen. Yeah. And we're, the, the league as a whole is just sort of in a state of flux because, as a lot of people may uh, may not know, Chris Paul was the previous uh, president. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, uh, I think now it's C.J. McCollum. Yeah, of the Players Association. Now it's C.J. McCollum, who's been in the position for, I think this is his third. He's going into his third season or yeah, third year. It's his third or second year. I don't know. But um, it's, it's recent. It, yeah, and to do that when you have a CBA coming up and you have all this other stuff and you don't have a veteran, not just a veteran, but just like a very well-liked and, and uh, you know, highly uh, highly regarded player like a Chris Paul at the helm. Not to say that people don't like CJ. Obviously, people love CJ, but he hasn't had the time to create the connections and, you know, the the reputation that Chris has as a president of, you know, the Players Association. So it is going to be a very, very, very tough negotiation. With all the things that have happened, what did you say? What if they cut the money? Right. If they, like, put some type of stipulations that if you ask for a trade after you sign, it's not involved. Like, you can't even ask for a trade after you uh, sign a a multi-year contract. You can't do it. Right. Like, you got to sign a two-year contract if you want to ask for a trade. You got to, you know what I'm saying, like that. Like, if it happens like that, obviously circumstances, but not like to the Ben Simmons, even James Harden um, both times. Like, to that situation where you're just sitting out to the point where Ben Simmons got some of that money back when um, they, like, resolved everything. I think he got, like... um, it, it didn't actually did he didn't even disclose the money, but it was like twenty money twenty million. Him and the Sixers came to an agreement, um, but it was not it was not disclosed. Yeah, which makes me feel like he got either he either got majority of it, or he barely got anything. Right, right. I think it was twenty it was million total. Twenty million, yeah. That he got fined. It's in the CBA, you sit out. You're not getting fucking paid, and we don't right. care about you suing us. Right, like, you're going to have to have. 
you're gonna have to have a legit the reason a legit reason verified by a doctor and the team's doctor mm-hmm. because obviously these guys are very wealthy it's not hard for them to get a doctor to say oh yeah he's he's got a back problem shit they right? can hire me how the fuck is it <laughs> I'll come in here with my so, doctor my doctor my doctor Jack you know yeah bro he can't play he just can't, he can't play, play man he's his, got a, he's his, got his um, and muscle and his yeah, pectoral it's, it's yep. gone it's fucking gone he's got I've a never lateral seen nothing like this. quadrasaur <laughs> tyrannosaur I, te- uh, and, and I would know because I've been in this business for 27 years Dude, you're 21. <laughs> I've been here. So what? 27 years I've been doing this. I started this. studying as a fetus. <laughs> I oh, there's studying. a ghost behind me. There's a ghost. Is that a ghost? Are you a ghost? Yeah. No. What are you? Don't. Yeah. St- oh, peekaboo! Don't don't step on the cat. Go ahead back downstairs and watch TV. Or boo-boo. do five points if you do. Five points. For what? <laughs> Five points if she steps on the cat. Uh, no. <laughs> Fifteen points. <laughs> you sound like Dumbledore. All right. <laughs> um. So yeah. So the Kevin Durant thing. It was. It was strange. None of it really made sense. It only got weirder until eventually, I think, what the thing that everybody expected to happen happened, and it was just like, all right, fuck it, let's just play basketball. But now. This has been three years in a row of something like this, where a player, a star player, who's under contract, has not only requested a trade, but has, in some capacity, acted out in order to try to force that trade. This is the first situation where it hasn't worked. Yeah. Because it couldn't. Like, it literally couldn't. Like, you could yeah. tell Ben Simmons, if you're huge, because, like, they're in the weird spot where... They're, they need to trade Kevin Durant to a winning situation. Mm-hmm. Like, they need to trade him to a winning situation. And normally, winning situations don't have a lot of picks, don't have a lot of assets. That's why everybody was like, if he's getting traded, he's going to trade to Phoenix. Because Phoenix right. has the best players to give back so they can still be competitive. Like, I was even saying, like, if they make the right trades with Kevin Durant and Kyrie, they still will be in playoff contention. Yeah. They still have the, the, the ability to be in playoff contention. So, like, the worst thing about it is that. Brooklyn don't even have their picks, so they need to make the right trades because they need picks to fill in the gaps for their picks because they don't have their picks until, like, 2027 or, like, 2028 right. or something like that. So they put their stuff right back in the hole. I think that's the reason that the uh, the GM, the owner, really got, like, to talking to Kevin Durant because we're, they're back in the situation that they were 10 years ago where mm-hmm. they trade all these picks away to get all these guys in, and it didn't work, and now Boston is selecting for you for the next 10 years. So it's yeah. they they have they, I I know for sure that was in their mind that that was in their mind we can't fucking do this again we right literally cannot do this again you missed out on Jason Tatum missed out on Jalen Brown you missed out on Marcus Smart you missed out on all these players that could have been Brooklyn Nets yeah I, I think just seeing the names if the names weren't as good as to what those what Boston selected I think they look at it a little bit different but that's two franchise guys two corner store guys a defensive player of the year. I'm pretty sure they had, uh, I think um, Naismith was one of their picks as well. Yeah. But, um, you know, just like seeing those guys, that is a core that we yeah. missed out on because we fucked up. So now that that domino has fallen, the rest of the league kind of just hits the play button and goes back to business as usual. 
And like you said, the floodgates sort of open up. I, I think in addition to the KD situation, another situation that kind of threw everybody threw everybody off for a while was the Rudy Gobert trade because now it's it's put everyone in a position where it's just I actually like, have okay, a question about that. What's value now? Nothing. Um, <laughs> like absolutely fucking nothing. I actually had a question for you. If Rudy Gobert did not get the return that he did, would KD mm-hmm. still be a Brooklyn Net? That's a good question. Probably not. Mm. I, I say get... probably. I say probably not. Yeah. Uh, I just it's, feel like that. It's tough that... because it it makes it. It's tough because it gives you that that a lot of times big trades give you a a rough idea of where the league is at, right? Over the course of like uh, off season, depending on the trades that are made and the free agent moves and things like that. It can give you kind of an idea of where the league is at as far as, like, everybody's direction going forward. Yeah. A few years ago, I can't remember what year, uh, 2019, the offseason, after the Raptors won the championship. That offseason was so, like, it, it was, everything just went crazy. And there were some trades and some free agent signings that happened that really just reshaped the league for the next couple of years. Because, like, you, they broke the dynasty. Exactly. They broke that dynasty so everybody feel like, yo, it's open. Like Exactly. Like, it's open. Let's do everything possible because it's right. open now. But Lord now, no more. this this offseason was so different because everything felt very uh, predictable. Like, the Golden State Warriors, they have their big three healthy again, along with some really great young pieces. They go to the finals and win the championship. The Boston Celtics... They're young, but they've all got deep playoff experience. They go to the finals. They lose, but, you know, they they looked okay. The Milwaukee Bucks looked like they were going to be the best team in the East until one of their two key players goes down. You you There's not enough, not enough change for people to be like, okay, now's our time. Let's make a move. If anything, everything that you would expect to happen kind of happened. The only exception is that, the teams that ended up making it maybe was a little different just because of injuries, not because of, you know, one guy wants to go somewhere or whatever. It's just like, oh, this guy hurt. This guy got hurt, so the Bucks didn't make it. Yeah. But you know next year they're going to be right back where, they're, where they were at before. Same thing with the Warriors, same thing with the Celtics. Really, the, the only question marks are the Suns and probably the Mavericks. As in terms um, because, of returning to where they yeah, were last year. Right, because the Suns, they're, obviously, they re-signed DeAndre Ayton, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to keep him. Uh, they yeah. still have their issues, particularly between DeAndre Ayton and Monty Williams. By the time the season starts, who knows, maybe it'll be resolved. But Which is a weird-ass conflict because they both seem like nice-ass people. Exactly, exactly. Especially Monty. Monty's been through a lot. Right. And then you have the Mavericks who just lost Jalen Brunson, but then they replaced him with Christian Wood. So it's like you got to see what that team's going to look like. But other than that, most of the teams that were already good seem like they're still going to be good. And then some of the teams that were kind of good but were having like some injury troubles or whatever have sort of resolved those issues. The Clippers are probably going to be healthy, plus they just added John Wall. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks are probably going to be healthy once, you know, uh, excuse me. Mentioned. 
once Chris Middleton comes back, uh, the Denver Nuggets, they're going to be getting Michael Didn't Porter he go through Jr. Another and surgery? Jamal Murray back. What would you say? Didn't Chris Middleton go through another surgery this offseason? Yeah, pro- I well, think so. I think so. I but think I, I think, it, but I think, I don't think it's something that's going to keep him out for like. So no, I think no, by he's the only time the training camp. But yeah, I just know yeah. he just had another procedure or something like that. I think it was like his wrist or something. Yeah. So it's like the teams that were already good are still good. The teams that were kind of good but had something holding them back are probably going to fix those issues by the time the season comes around. So nothing's really changed enough for all these other teams and, and people to think like, all right, now's the time. Let's get it. Let's Let's do something. Let's make a move. Everybody's kind of just like, well, you know, it's just another year. Let's just get a draft pick, see what see what happens, and, you know, whatever, whatever. Come here. What's up? What's up? Say hi. Hi. Oh, you're talking to her. <laughs> Say hi, Marquise. Hey, Marquise. How you doing, Selena? How you doing? She said, how are you? He said, how are you doing? How are you doing? How are you? I'm good. You're good? Get this great. Right. That is great. Do you need anything? Mm-hmm. What's up? What you need? I need. You trying to tickle me? Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm recording right now, so why don't you go watch TV and then I'll come downstairs and make you something to eat, okay? Okay. All right, I'll be down there soon. Say bye bye. Bye bye. See you. She's so fucking adorable, dude. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye. Oh, God. I think I need to have a kid now. Go ahead uh, downstairs. God. <laughs> the low lights, wholesome moments. The wholesome no, moments. God. Oh, my God. I need a kid now. Oh, my God. You don't need a kid. I need a hey, kid now. Hey, bud. Hey, bud. Listen. Huh? Don't fucking do it. Don't I do need it. a kid. Don't I need a kid. It. I'm going to text every woman it. in my fucking contact. No. <laughs> Pregnant? Don't do it. Question mark? <laughs> <laughs> Baby? Question mark? <laughs> Baby? Question mark? <laughs> they, they, they text back, restraining order? Question mark? <laughs> it's like, okay, okay. Message received. Understand, understand, understand. Next one. Um, but yeah, we? I, I, the, so I was saying, like, this year is just not a year for moves. It, it seems like... The only thing that's really changed is that there are some teams that are starting to recognize that the team that they have is just not going to cut it. The and, Jazz. And, and it's crazy to me that Utah blew up before, like, Portland. I mean, Portland blew up in a sense, but, like, yeah. fully did not blow up. Yeah. Like, it's crazy to me that Portland is still going, and then Utah, who had a 26 year old, 25 year old, or 26 year old. And Donovan mentioned, and uh, like a 27, 28 year old of Rudy Gobert decides to blow it up. Like, it, yeah. it's weird because Dame is like 33, 32, or something like that, and they're still yeah. trying to keep it going. Well, it's interesting because I think the one of the biggest issues is value. Like, it comes back, it all comes back to value because at 26 years old, Donovan Mitchell has the most value right now that he may ever have. Until he wins an M- uh, like you know, until he wins an MVP or a championship or a finals MVP, the state that he's in right now, being good, being young, he has the most value right now that he may ever have. So, same thing goes with Rudy Gobert. 
like Rudy Gobert has the privilege and the he's, he's had the fortune of playing on a team that played to his strengths. But the minute he goes somewhere where he's expected to have a larger role offensively, you're going to see the true value of a guy like Rudy Gobert. Not to say that what he does on the defensive end isn't extremely valuable, but it's not. If I mean, I mean all, it, it, it doesn't it, it take is. long to expose him. It is extremely valuable for his price. It, it's kind of a setback. Like that's why exactly. I like when I when it happened, I was like, well, you could have traded for Miles Turner because they're right. like throwing shit away. Miles Turner does not bring the the whole impact of Rudy Gobert. But the shot blocking, he's not a great rebounder for his size, so I guess that. But you also have Cat, and then if you do that trade, you probably don't have to trade Jared Vanderbilt, who's another rebounder, defender, player. So it's mm-hmm. like I understand that you want to go all in on the guy, but unless Anthony Edwards is a superstar next year, you're capped of like fifth seed. Like they're definitely right. going to be in a playoff team. They're going to be in the playoffs, no plan. But it is, it's it's capped. Like you're like basically a first round exit to me. Yeah, you've you've limited yourself offensively even more than you were before. Yeah, because like Cat is is a star, but he's not a superstar. I I don't see him taking that. I I think I think when your rookie comes in his rookie year and tells you that you need to be more aggressive, when a rookie comes yeah. in and tell you who's been in the league for six years already to be more aggressive, he literally said you got to be more like Joel Embiid. Literally, like that is it's, that is that is crazy. At a, at a press game, at a press game, uh, as a pu- uh, press conference, said that, like just literally called an, you out. It's an unprecedented kind of situation. What's happened with Carl Anthony Towns and the Timberwolves? Because if you think about it, they've had so much talent go through that organization over the past six years, seven years. Mm-hmm. Like going back to when Cat was drafted, like you talk about Andrew Wiggins, Zach Levine, Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Edwards, who's entering his what third year now, mm-hmm. uh, Laurie Markkinen. <laughs> like, I mean, the Laurie, amount of talent Laurie was traded, and and that no, trade. yeah, he was a part of the Jimmy trade, but yeah, he didn't. He never played for the Timberwolves though. Yeah, he did. No, he did. He was the pick that they sent over. Oh, yes, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. But, no, but still, I mean, Just I guess if talent, you want to add Jimmy Butler, you can add Jimmy Butler and take off Larry Markkinen. But I'm talking about the players that Robert they acquired. Dario Sarge. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm talking about players that they acquired either through the draft or just... Like in in draft night trade, so yeah, I guess you could you 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 could throw Jimmy Butler in there, but the amount of talent that they've had come through that organization to have the Two little playoffs. little amount of success to show for it is crazy. Like it's, and multiple coaches, obviously. Uh, it's like, a it's, it's organizational it's crazy. thing. It's, it's definitely it or, has uh, to be. Organ, organ, yeah, it's 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 not good. Like the. It, I would go Timberwolves are the least storied franchise in the NBA. Yeah. Either them or the the Charlotte Hornets. And the Kings. I think the Kings have a little bit more um, with Oscar Robertson and um, all those greats. Um, Kevin Kevin Garnett is really it. 
Like for who, the Timberwolves? Yeah, because like even you, you can't even go Kevin Love because they never made it. Kevin Love was basically yeah. the Marcus Cousins with the Kings. Like, although he was great and his numbers were fantastic, he never did anything. And it wasn't his fault. It was literally Timberwolves could not put a team around him. Um, uh, and 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 I think Charlotte Hornets are the least, probably the least, um, like franchise, like storied franchise. Because like you can't really think of too many people that came through, except for like Alonzo well, Mourning and Sean Kemp and Muggsy Bowles. And Larry Johnson. Larry Johnson, yeah. I, I mean, but Kim, even I met, that, I, met, I met Larry. I met Larry Johnson. Yeah, like Larry, like they were actually, they had probably more success than the Timberwolves have had. Like that particular team with Larry and, and you know, uh, I think Muggsy Bogues was on the team with Larry Johnson. We should make that a, like a like a question, like a, like a, of one we put out to the public, who's the least story mm-hmm. franchise. I mean, the Timberwolves have to be up there. They got to be up. Top five least storied franchises. In my opinion, it's probably Timberwolves, Kings, Hornets. That's three. And then it's tough because they were, they were, I believe they were an expansion team. Are you going to go to Grizzlies? New Orleans. Oh, New Orleans. Okay. So, like, the New Orleans Hornets and the New Orleans Pelicans. Mm. Um, Charlotte, prior to being the Hornets, well, they were the Hornets, then they were I the think, Bobcats. I think you can go Grizzlies because they only had one good run of like being relevant mm. with the grit and grind. Obviously, they had Paul yeah. Gasol in his early years, but he was just yeah. too young, and they you know, they really wasn't on nothing. So maybe the Grizzlies, not not because, you know, they're terrible now, just like over the course of the years. Like right now, like I even said it in multiple podcasts, I feel like the Grizzlies are the next dynasty. So that yeah. that can change very quick, um, personally. But the Kings have has not made the playoffs since I was six. Sean, I'm about to be twenty two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm about to be twenty two, Sean. Just, it's it's bad. It's bad. To say Dude, I was in first grade, okay? Akon was the best rapper out, okay? <laughs> LeBron was in his third year, okay? <laughs> Jordan was... Th- say no, say no, say <laughs> no. Jordan left, uh, retired in 2003. Jordan was only yeah. retired for three years. Yep. Uh, well, retired officially because he retired did retire in 98. Retired, yeah. He came back. Again. Um, retired to never come back. Mm. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it's it's one of those things where it's like that trade made it so hard to gauge value because somebody like Rudy Gobert, whose value is pretty much all on one end of the floor, and it, and the playoffs that is return. not even there though. That's what exactly. I'm saying. Like you're trading for this guy. Obviously, we haven't seen. I don't think Miles Turner has ever been in the playoffs, so we can't really gauge him on what he would do in the playoffs. I don't. I don't think so. No, they were in the playoffs uh, with the Bonas Simonis. They were like the seventh seed or eighth seed or something like that. But and and I, Depot, I actually right? don't. I don't. I don't remember actually what their stats mm. is. So I'm gonna go look that up. But like, I would. I still would go with Miles Turner over him. His his contract is cheaper. He knows what he is. Um, yeah, he's a better shooter. I mean. Yeah. Anybody who actually attempts a shot is a better shooter than Rudy Gobert. Um, so like, it, 
it just seems like that's where they should have went, and it kind of sucks that they didn't do it. It because it the trade made the it made it because it was the not only the biggest trade but the first big trade. It kind of made it feel like the off season was going to be something that it really wasn't. Oh shit! He was in the playoffs uh, longer than I fucking thought. He was in the playoffs. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five. He was in the playoffs five years of his career. Oh okay. Because he, he was there in, when Paul George was there. Yeah, he was. He was. That's yeah. fucking crazy. That's crazy as fuck. Um, his last playoff run, I mean, they got swept, but he was averaging 15, 10, and four blocks. Not bad at all. That's really, literally what you're going to get out of Rudy Gobert in the playoffs. And mm. he was shooting 42% yeah. from three. Miles Turner I mean, is, a good, is a good player. Like He, he, yeah. he kind of upset a lot of people because people thought he was going to be a little bit better. But he's what he is. But he's, he's still, still a really defensive good. player. Oh, he's not that bad of a rebounder. I thought. I think he's. I don't know why I think of him and I think of Chris Stapps on the rebounding side. Because they're both they're both big guys, but they do spend a lot of time in the perimeter. So it doesn't. Dude, they can't. They're not in a pain enough to grab rebounds. But he averaged like yeah. seven rebounds a game. It's not yeah, bad. they get like guard. They get like forward level rebounds. Like. Oh, like small forward rebounds. Okay, let's like those let's sort hop. of mid range or long rebounds. Let's hop into some. Um, who else? To Cleveland. 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 Let's hop into yeah. that because, like, I made a trade. Uh, you know, I made a trade. You know. Well, first off, let's talk about why Cleveland, because everybody expected. Can we tell them New how York. you found out? <laughs> yeah, I found out through you. Yes, I called him. Five seconds after the fucking trade, going, what the fuck? <laughs> he was like, what? What happened? I was like, uh, Diamond Mitchell is a part of the Cleveland Cavaliers. He was like, what? Because <laughs> it's yeah. so fucking random. It, it was so it random. Is. But it makes sense at the same time. It did. It, it made sense. See, the thing was, when you first called me, the package that Utah received in return hadn't been announced yet. It was just the picks. It was just the picks of that. Yeah, point. it was just the picks. Um... Everybody expected that if Donovan Mitchell was moved, it would be to New York or mm-hmm. Brooklyn. It would be to some New like, York area team. Yeah. Uh, East Coast, some East Coast team, right? Obviously, they were going to try and get him out of the West. But they everybody expected, like, New York. New York was a team that wanted him. They have Jalen Brunson, their point guard of the future. They have Julius Randle, who's just there. Um, they have... Excuse me. They have... Um, why can I not remember his name? Small forward from Duke, drafted same year as Zion. Uh, ranked higher RJ, than Zion in high school. Oh, Cam Reddish? RJ Barrett. Oh, RJ, RJ Barrett. You talk about the Knicks, my fault. I mean, well, yeah, they do yeah. have Cam Reddish as well. Yeah. But, For now. Like, they have. Here, these, might, he might be a sixer. They have Cam Reddish. They have Obi Toppin. Like, they had younger players um, that they could just throw into a deal, See, along with some older veterans. I never but understood it was just the, like. I never understood the RJ. Barrett point of view of it because like wouldn't you trade to have him on the team with Donovan Mitchell it, it just well, made more sense that he would be there I don't think that they were trying to move RJ Barrett I think the package was more picks like what Cleveland gave up plus maybe Cam Reddish Obi Toppin and uh, going Manuel quickly yeah Manuel quickly or something who like has that. like some potential right and that's not a bad return Cam Reddish Obi Toppin Mayo quickly and like three, four first-round picks, that's not a bad return at all. And, and then the they have, Knicks, like, some pick swaps in there. 
Right, and the Knicks were totally capable of doing that. And, you know, Donovan Mitchell, I think, wanted to be in a bigger market. So everybody, all signs were pointing towards New York. Cleveland was just out of nowhere. But at the same time, Cleveland has expressed Cleveland was even on the a radar. few different people. Yeah. Right, but Cleveland has expressed they were, interest. They were looking I, at, I think uh, they expressed interest in KD as well. They did. They. Uh, I mean, well, every team got it called. Apparently, the Miami Heat never called at all. Right. Who were linked to right. him heavy. Like, he was later on the list, but they never called, apparently. Um, and they were, like, in the running or some shit like that. And um, it's crazy to find out. Well, they out were in the like running that. because KD requested. KD, when he yeah. first requested the trade, Phoenix and Miami were his two top. Because I think uh, Miami were really more f- fixated on uh, Donovan Mitchell because they felt like they had to give up less. Right. Exactly. And on top of that, he could be what you want Tyler Hero to be in the playoffs. Tyler Hero has proven that he's a great regular season player, but in the playoffs, he kind of fizzles a little bit. Yeah, ever since um, that rookie or year. Or not, not even not fizzles, but he's just inconsistent. And he was, like, injured, so. Right, right. Um, he had a great, obviously, run in that, that bubble year, his rookie year, but since then, he's kind of been a little bit inconsistent, has some injuries nagging a little bit. Um, but giving up Tyler Hero for Donovan Mitchell would have been a great deal for the the Jazz and the, the Heat. Um, but Cleveland, out of nowhere. Yes. And I think it wasn't until the deal was announced that everybody was just kind of like, oh, you know what, that does kind of make sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, and my first opinions of it, it was like, I don't like two small guards. I don't like two small guards. I have PTSD of Tyrese Maxey and Seth Curry. Uh, <laughs> so I don't like two small guards who aren't defenders. But then you look who they have around him, the Isaac Okoros, uh, Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, and it goes, all right, that makes me feel a little bit better because Evan Mobley has shown that he can guard on the perimeter. Isaac Okoro is one of the best young uh, defenders there is, young wing defenders there is. Um, so it makes me feel a little bit better about it because they're surrounded by defense. Um, and not only uh, that, but they have Jared Allen. So it's like, yeah, you know, who literally you can, like, you can chalk up a good 40% of the drives to the basket. So it's like even if they get beat, the fact that they have Jared Allen behind them, yeah. their defense I don't think is going to suffer that that much. Because they even have, though Colin Sexton was a pretty good defender, he's also a small guard. Yes. Um, they have uh, four potential all-stars. Yeah. All right. Going forward, Donovan Mitchell is not that old. I think he's like 24. Uh, not 24. Uh, 26, I think. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell, because I think he was he's older than um, Devin Booker. I remember we did that. He is 25. Yeah. He turns yeah. actually he actually turns 26 in uh, what two more days? Three more days. Um, okay. So happy 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 early birthday, Donovan Mitchell! Congratulations. He's one of the Cavalier. rare. He, he's one of the rare, at least recently, rare players that were drafted not as a freshman. Yeah, uh, I believe he was he was drafted as like a sophomore or junior coming sophomore, out of Louisville. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. They they're in a great situation where like in four years, Evan Morley probably takes you know takes a jump. Um, Darius mm-hmm. Garland probably gets there because Darius Garland is what twenty two, um, and yeah, and he's pretty young. And and then on top of that, Donovan Mitchell's only going to be thirty. Yeah, <laughs> he's only going to be thirty. Like that is yeah. crazy. Evan Mobley's like still like nineteen. I don't think he can even fucking drink yet. Um, Jared <laughs> Allen just seems like a, a Rudy Gobert substitute. Uh, for him, but I, hopefully he passes the ball a little bit more to him. Um, yeah, uh, 
damn, Darius Garland's older than me. Um, this is weird. I'm still in that weird territory where the, a lot of players are close to my age, and it's fucking weird as fuck. He was born in January yeah. 26, 2000. I was born in November 24th, 2000. So he's older than me. That For me, that was like around 2013, between 2012 and 2014 when that was happening, when players were getting drafted that were the same age as me. Who's the who's the I was just like, wow. Draft? I forgot. The, oh, that just passed? Yeah, Paolo? Paolo. Paolo's like born in fucking 2002. Yeah, he's like three years younger than you. Bro, that is fucking crazy. Yep. That is, I don't know why. It's just, it, it just, it's just one of those things where, like, you kind of look at it and, like, damn, bro, you're young as fuck. And then you kind of, I mean, like, if you kept it, up with football, that could have been you. But no, anywho, no, we're not no, going to talk oh about God, that. Oh, God. Paolo. <laughs> 2002, you just see that shit and they go, damn, dog. Like, yeah. 2002. And then it's also then hard think to. About your life it's also you hard go, to understand because they're so big. Like they're these. Right. These are not like kids. Like, Paulo is like, a are, man. These are huge human beings. <laughs> Paulo is 6'10", 250. Yeah, that is that is unheard of. Yep. To be 19. <laughs> 19. Hey, he's born November two. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I, um, the the Cleveland Cleveland's going to be scary. I mean, prior to Jared Allen getting injured, they were like one of the better teams in the East. They were had they were on a really good streak. Um, right now, the Eastern Conference is in kind of a weird position. It's kind of like how you know what it reminds me of. It, it it's it's like, kind of like how the Sixers were back in like twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. When LeBron was still with Cleveland, or 2018, excuse me, when like LeBron was still with Cleveland, but you, it was clear that he was like getting up there in age. You had like Isaiah Thomas and in Boston, like those years. Mm-hmm. But the Sixers were like the young team that was like these guys are coming. Now we're one of the teams on top, and everybody's looking at Cleveland and Boston, and like you know, even to an extent, like. Orlando, like Orlando's got some young talent. You said Boston. It's like these guys are coming. Boston's here. They were just in a fine. Boston's Boston's here. Boston's here. But at the same time, it's one of those things. It's like you know, obviously, if Chris Middleton never gets injured, if James Harden doesn't request a trade and leave Boston, leave Brooklyn, it's like Boston's road to the finals was very difficult. But it was also, if we're being honest made a little bit easier by some of the circumstances of the teams that they were facing. I'm With the exception out, of Miami. We have a rookie on our team that's only two months. Jaden Springer is only two months older than Paolo. And he yeah. was drafted last year. Damn. I mean, that's hopefully crazy. it pans off him. Hopefully there's no Zaire shit. Um, no Zaire problems. No fucking uh, not allergies or anything like that. Because he, like, yeah. he shows like defensive potential. Like His de- defense is there. It's just his yeah. offensive part of the game that he has to figure out. Um, but he's Cle- still extremely athletic. He's, yes, he's, extremely. He reminds me a little bit of Matisse. It's like even if he doesn't develop a consistent offensive game, he's still going to be somebody who's going to get a lot of lobs. He's going to get some great, like, you know, like backdoor and cuts and like what I, dribble, what I like, like about you know what I mean. What I really like about him is that somebody bringing somebody in like PJ Tucker could really help him out. Like, yeah, could really help him out. Um, uh, let's go back to Cleveland. Like, where, where, where does that put Cleveland in the the Easter Conference? 
uh, adding Donovan Mitchell. Right. It's tough. I think. Um, I think it's going to be the, the the hardest part is that Donovan and Darius Garland are going to have to be the team's offense. Um, Evan Mobley is good, but he's still obviously very raw. He's pretty young. He doesn't have a very polished uh, offensive game yet where he has just, like, moves that he can go to and you pretty much know it's a bucket no matter what. Um, So Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell are pretty much going to have to be the team's offense. They don't really have any other players on that roster who can consistently get their own shots or get their own buckets. So in addition to being the scorers, they're also, especially Darius Garland, going to have to be the main facilitator getting everybody else involved and just with how young they are i think the biggest thing plaguing them is going to be consistency on offense and then also effort on the defensive end and because uh, jared Allen can't block everything and when you have teams like the sixers i mean but also i would i mean well evan mobley and jared allen don't matter to joel um, but they don't. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, like we, when we've you have seen teams it, that have like, great, when you have teams that have bigs that can score, Jared Allen is going to have his hands full. So it's yeah. like you can't you can't completely rely on him to be your defensive anchor when you have a guy like Joel Embiid who he has to dedicate all of his attention to. Plus, there's James Harden and Tyrese Maxey on the perimeter. So it's like you you got to be on your on a on your a game on defense, even if you're playing. Boston or Milwaukee because obviously Giannis is a handful. Al Horford's getting up there in age, but he's still sneaky. He's still really he's consistent really offensively. Mm-hmm. Always been consistent, right? And, and I like mean, this, I, I every time I mention Al Horford, I'm like, yo, Al Horford would definitely work for this team. Like the yeah. team we currently have with no Ben Simmons, yeah. Al Horford would work for this team. So like, I don't hate Al Horford. Like a lot of people just hate Al Horford. Like they hate him. I don't hate mm-hmm. him. I just don't like his sister. <laughs> I just don't. Yeah, I don't like his sister either. I don't just I just don't like his sister. That's that's it. Cuz it's like she's just so unnecessary. Like it's just like she called Joel a bitch or something like that cuz like he had pushed, yeah. like it's just like I understand that's your brother, I, but it's like certain shit cuz I think she's also in like some type of media company or something like that. It's just certain exactly. shit that you should not say. And that's just when you're that's in just that very type. clearly you trying to get attention. Yeah, it's just very clearly like, trying to get attention and then it's like Literally blocked. I think uh, over the past couple years, the two biggest like annoying team member family members, Al Horford's sister, Jalil Okafor's dad. Yeah, Uh, Jalil Okafor's dad is more understandable than Al Horford's sister. um, Yeah, but he was like he was like a little delusional to like his level of his son's level of talent. Yeah, he was like, "Oh, put play Jalil, play." And it's just like, bro, when we do that, we lose. <laughs> like, you need to understand. You understand that Joel's like, there's here a now? reason. Um, yeah, like there's he a almost reason was an all star in 31 games. So fuck your son. His first 31 games, not first just 31, 31 games. His first all star and still was in fucking rookie year consideration. It didn't play right. the second half of the year. Right, um, but you know, January he our was year. third. He was third in rookie of the year voting. Third. And second was Dario Sarge. Dario the GOAT. Um, Dario Sarge. So yeah, so it's like you got two teammates who are in rookie of the year contention and they're a center and power forward. There's just no room. Like, we, there's yeah. nothing we can do. Yeah. Also, your son sucks. <laughs> he sucks. <laughs> also, you had your son in the wrong era. Exactly. Like, it's not. 
it's not this. It's not his fault, but it's also not the Sixers' fault that he just doesn't fit. Will Jaleel Okafor? That's another question. Will Jaleel Okafor get a contract this year? Um, no. no, I I don't think there's anybody that uh, needs him or needs his skill set. I mean, and I also, well, no, 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 no. Listen, I don't think there's anybody that needs his skill set that also all about is offense. trying to win. Oh well, yeah. Get Jaleel, Jaleel, get a get a little contract. You get a little contract, man. He is playing for because the Zhanghai Zhang. Okay, I don't want to fuck that up. The lines of the Chinese basketball league. Mm. Damn, he didn't even play last year. Mm-mm. Though that is crazy, bro. Like he was really because if you think about it, there's already a guy who's basically Jaleel for but a better rebounder, and that's Ennis Cantor. And, and, he's barely, and he's barely been able to get a job. And he's been bounced around the league for I think pretty Ennis much his Cantor, entire career. The reason career. Ennis Canton does Ennis Freedom. Ennis, Ennis Freedom, yes. And Ennis, Ennis Cancer Freedom. Um, the reason he doesn't have a job is because of uh, other shit. Um, yeah, he, he's just other shit outside yeah. of basketball. Because, you know, his family, he's like um, banned from his country. Um, yeah. his his dad is in jail because he left. And he's been in some conflicts. He said some shit. Um, yep. so he's you know he said some shit about LeBron. And you know once you do that, and you already aren't like a star player, um, the league kind of moves on. Well, I don't know if the stuff that he said about LeBron hurt him all that much, only because he said it in defense of his teammate. And I think a lot of organizations don't look at that as like. Oh, like he—he's—he's he's got a problem with the biggest star in the league. I think it was more so just like, look, if you come in my teammates, I'm gonna come back at you. It doesn't matter who you are. Yeah. And even LeBron kind of like, you know, he—he he responded like he gave it the time of day. It wasn't, it wasn't just like, and it's doing this. It, it wasn't like a Skip Bayless situation where he's basically talking. Yeah, to a he's wall. talking shit. Like it was trash talk between two players. I don't think that was as big of a deal as like. If he was just openly talking trash and mocking LeBron for no reason, like if he just hated LeBron or whatever, I think then it's it's a different situation. But, you know, LeBron tried to big man one of his teammates. He got in his face, and they said some shit in the press conferences, and after that, nobody really nobody really ever talked about it again. He kind of just and, disappeared. And had, like, two more contracts after that. Yeah, both were, like, minimal contracts. It's yeah. crazy because he was, like, the third pick in the draft. Um, how he fell off. Um, but again, so was Joel Embiid. I mean, so was Jaleel Okafor. Yeah. Um, Same thing. They were just, about. just Chet, late. Chet is out for the year. I remember last yeah. episode, uh, I kind of broke the news that he was like, uh, the, the Oklahoma City Thunder were scared that he had some ligament damage. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had him at, in my rookie team. So yeah. uh, I kind of have to take him out. Uh, yeah. Input. This in. is why. This is why we call them way too early predictions. <laughs> way too fucking early, dude. Way too fucking yeah. early. I uh. Did I put it in my phone or did I write it down? I think I wrote it down. I um. Yeah, I had Chet on my rookie team as well. I believe I did not have him winning rookie of the year though. But uh, I'm pretty sure I did have him on my rookie team. You had Jaden Ivy uh, winning rookie of the year. And yeah, I, had, I remember uh, Paolo that. Paolo But, uh, 
Yeah. It sucks. That sucks. Um, oh, so all the Oklahoma right City Thunder fans, we know how that feels. Uh, we absolutely know how that feels. If it's one city, one team, one fan base that knows how it feels for your best player, your, your rookie guy to sit out the first yeah. year, we know it <laughs> three times. It's oh, we've been through it three times. Three times. Three times. Twice with the same fucking player. So Three times, uh, three times in a row. Three times in a row, yep. No, 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 not in a row. No, Joel missed one his first, with, with second. With, no, and then uh, Ben Jalil, first. It skipped Jalil because Jalil played his rookie year. But Jalil uh, did get injured at the end. But he played. The, he played though. Yo, yeah, he did. He yeah. didn't miss his entire first year. No, he played majority. It was only Nerlens, like Joel, and Ben. Fifty-three games. Who? Yeah, he played like fifty-three games before he. Yeah, so he played. He played majority of the year. Yeah, Nerlens, Joel, and Ben were the ones who missed their entire first year. And only one of them are still on the team. Um yep. The one that matters. Mm-hmm. Well, I actually wouldn't mind having Nerlens back, but it yeah, just kind of seems like be a terrible backup, Paul Reed is backup center. Excuse me. Kind of Nerlens plus he could play on the perimeter. Um, d- defensive yeah. wise, defensive wise, yeah, can play on the perimeter. Um, yeah, but chat, chat, like OKC fans, keep your head up because you you got a chance to tank again. Just tank again, give Victor, and then you can have a all fucking seven foot lineup <laughs> with like uh, Shea. So you have Shea, put Chad at the two, go uh, uh, pa- oh, wait, what's his name? Paku, Paku, Pokashevsky, yeah, yeah, uh, Poku, and then you have Victor. You know, just all seven foot lineup. Not to mention they still have Josh Giddy. Yeah, Josh Giddy. You have both the Jalen's. Yeah, <laughs> um, literally both the Jalen Williams. Yeah, it's crazy how there's two Jalen Williams, Jalen Williams, and they draft and the you have team. both of them. Yep. <laughs> you have both of them. That those practices are going to be fucking annoying. Yeah, at least see the thing is their names are spelled different. Not the Williams, but Jalen. They spell Jalen differently, but it almost doesn't even matter because they're like the same height. They have the same no. hair. They're not. No? One's I thought they center. were pretty close in height. One's a center and one's a guard. Hold on. Let me look this up. Because I thought that when they were uh, in the summer league, they looked like they weren't that far apart in height. Yeah. Jalen is 6'10". And then uh, the other Jalen is 6'6". Oh, okay. So, four. All right. I mean, still four. Oh, inches, yeah. Right? I see it now. I see it now. But their hair is basically the same. I yeah. mean... It's it's tough. It's gonna be tough either way. It's gonna be it's gonna be awkward. It's gonna be awkward. Light skin Jalen, <laughs> light skin Jalen. We need light skin Jalen for this. Dark so, skin Jalen. You next play. In summer league, I can't remember if it was Doris Burke or like somebody, but they were like easy solution. One is Jay Will, the other one is J Dub. I was like, that's that not was, uh, easy. I think it was Ross. I yeah, think it was Ross. yeah, Ross Gold. Yeah. So it's like that's the best that we're gonna. That's the <laughs> that's best they have. Do. Or you're just gonna have to start calling them by their numbers, because I mean that's what numbers are for, right? Right, to, to differentiate the players. Yep. One so was it's the like, hey, pick. the other one was the 34th pick. Yeah. So the one that was drafted before gets to be called Jalen. The other one has to change his name. Yeah, one is J1, the other is J2. Or, or go by uh, middle names. Ooh, that's smart. Go by middle names. Unless they both have the same middle name. Oh my god, they both. Have, so uh, Jalen Williams, the guard, is middle name is Devon. And Jalen Williams, the center, middle name is Michael. 
So right, we're good. So Devon and Michael. Devon and Michael. Nice. Mm. Michael right. Williams. That's like most one of the most generic fucking names that in the history like, of names. That's like Michael a two K uh, computer character, right? NPCs like I'm Michael Williams. Yeah, I'm, I'm your agent, accountant. Michael Williams. <laughs> I'm an accountant. Um. Oh, uh, we kind of went through everything. Can I show you my trade? Yes. Well, I can't show you my trade. Actually, what do you mean? You can. Share I your can. Thing. I can yeah. show you my trade. All right, yeah. Let me, go, let me go full screen right here. All right. We're gonna walk through. We're gonna walk through this. Can I share? I just want to share my screen. I want to share screen one. I have two screens. Share it. <laughs> okay. Flex. flex. You know what I mean? So I call this Sixers get added to the Cleveland trade. <clears throat> okay. So did you do this before it actually? You did this after it actually happened. After after it happened, like literally. Like so this is not something it. that can happen. No, this can't happen now. So okay, or it can because you know how late they be doing shit. They be like, "Well, we were working on it ever since it happened. It was mm. just uh, yeah." So we trade away your favorite player, Tobias Harris. We also <laughs> trade away George Niang, Furkan. Oh no, Matisse, Paul Reed, Jalen Springer, just because we're only throwing in one first round pick, and these guys are probably not going to get minutes with these guys coming in. Like Furcon was going to get time. Matisse is is movable. Paul Reed is also movable. Jaden Springer never plays. Um, so everything else is basically the same. Donovan Mitchell trade. Uh, Ochi, uh, Colin Saxton gets his red, and and everything else. Donovan Mitchell's on the Cleveland Cavaliers. But we redirect uh, Bojan Banjanovic, Jordan Clarkson, Laurie Marketed, and Demarcus Cousins to the Sixers. Okay, so we signed Demarcus. We signed Demarcus. Okay. Imagine a lineup. Wait, because like, um, uh, Boyan actually does what we want Tobias to do. Just shoot and not think about it. And on top yeah, of that, not as good of a defender, but yeah, he's a forty percent shooter on I think like five attempts. Um, okay, more open shots, uh, better being able to be found a little bit better. Um, Jordan Clarkson, don't need to say too much about this. Uh, actually, mm-hmm. I'm be honest with you. Now that I've thought about it more, I wouldn't want Jordan Clarkson. No? I would want Mike Conley. And this is Ugh. why. And this is why. I would probably switch some things around. Send Mike. I think Mike coming over, we could keep Matisse because Mike is a harder contract to move for them. Okay. Mike would be able to unlock Matisse while he's off the bench and be a shooter of 40%. Jordan Clarkson is more of a scorer. And that would probably interfere with what we have the Anthony Mountain for. So Mike Conley would be a more facilitator, plus that. Yeah, I, I understand, and I don't think you're wrong, but I think I'd prefer Jordan Clarkson. <laughs> like I mean, just, just yeah. I don't know. It just seems like the safer. Because Mike Conley's getting up there, having that scoring that off the bench that Jordan Clarkson can provide, I think is a little bit more valuable than Mike Conley's playmaking. I'm making a because trade even live. then, like even then, his playmaking isn't amazing. Hello, motherfucker. You know, just give us. 
everything we want. Why do you want to trade Tobias so bad? Because of his contract, and I feel like he's not going to get better. With the but it's up in two years. Um, uh, um, um. So I think if Tobias, no. I think if Tobias gets moved, it'll be next year, because mm. he'll be in the last year of his contract, and it'll just mm. be a lot easier because teams won't be committing to two years of that Bye. money. Bye. <laughs> mm, bye. It's a lot easier to trade somebody on a big contract when they only have a, a year left. I made a trade. I like it. Knicks are not. Doing That's not that a bad trade at all. And yeah, probably have to throw in this. Make this lottery protect it because 2029 is so fucking far away. Yeah. Boom. That's not a bad trade at all. We we make Tyrese our our new franchise player Tyrese Maxey happy by bringing in his best friend and the man you quickly. We we posted the bench with cameras. I mean, I think Cam Reddish is kind of a little cheap now because he wants out again, um, reportedly. But he also like kind of joked that this never happened. I don't know why Tyrese Maxey is always down here. Because of yeah. money, it's organized by money. Oh, okay. Well, he's only yeah. making two point seven, so that's why he's so yeah. far down. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why, but like my OCD makes me have to put it in order. Like I just need to see it in order. Yeah, I know. I do the same thing. And then I would switch PJ and Tobias though. I mean, it doesn't really matter because it doesn't. They're, they're, things like that, they're it doesn't matter at all. They're going to be interchangeable. I just like would like a bigger. I mean, well, bigger body. One's two fifty. The other one's two thirty. So, point yeah. guard. Boom. 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 I actually, could actually put Mike Scott is also gone. Yeah, I don't know why he's still here. Um, also, Kyle Quinn is still here. Uh, he has been on the team for not. like three fucking years. So right here. Un- he's been on the U- team for USA. two years. He's not there anymore. I know, I know, I know. Uh, Mike Scott's not under contract either. But he's yeah. just still there for some reason. It's weird. Because Kyle until he signs with somebody else or the season starts, technically he's still on our team. He's just a free agent. We're the uh-huh. last team that he was on. Yeah, Kyle Quinn hasn't been on the team. Paul Millsap career looks to be done. Um, Traveling Queen. I forget that he exists. Yep. Um, I would literally like to see Isaiah Joe get minutes, but if we're making trades to bolster this right here, he's not going to get time. I haven't watched yeah. a lot of. I, I was going to say because if we have Isaiah Joe, I don't really think we go into the seat. I don't think we make any more trades until we're going to have the to trade make deadline. Some type of something because we have sixteen players. Well, we'll probably just send some to the G League. No, we have like sixteen players on contract, and we already have two two way spots taken up. Oh shit! So somebody got yeah. Go. We're probably gonna have to move some guys for some second rounders or something. Is it gonna be traveling? Honestly, clean? honestly. So here's so here's something that I did want to talk about. Eurobasket FIBA. Mm-hmm. Furkan just went off. Furkan had 33 points against Luca. Did you see that? I did not see it. Uh, so Furkan led Turkey. I don't know if they won against Slovenia, but Furkan had 33 points uh, against. The Slovenian national team with Luka Doncic playing. Um, <laughs> some people were joking that this was Furkan's "Don't Trade Me" game. He has if won. anything, I think this was Furkan's "I'm worth more than what they're offering" game. Because yeah, I think uh, if we were thinking about moving Furkan, that's one thing that you could point to and be like, "Hey, man, this guy's worth more than just a second round pick." 
Uh, no, want two second round picks. You know, two, yeah, two second round picks. Because I ain't no fucking way you're getting no fucking first round pick for Furkan. No, um, but two, two first, two second round picks, and then if you were to throw in somebody like a uh, Miles Powell or, uh, I don't know, Charles Bassey, you could probably no even get your, huh? Miles Powell's no longer on the Sixers. Oh, okay, he's overseas. Oh damn, that sucks. Well, Jaden Springer. If you were to put together Jaden Springer and Furkan, after the performance that he just had, Jaden Springer also had a pretty good summer league, and throw in a second-round pick, that could get you a nice bench piece. Like that, especially on a certain, like maybe the Spurs. Like if you were to trade him to somebody like the Spurs, that could get you somebody that you could actually use. Mm -hmm. And it would be... It would help because it would cut down your roster spots. You would be training two players for one. Yeah, it would. Um, so, where is he? There we go. There we go. My favorite player in NBA history. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Who? Who's your favorite player in NBA history? I feel like I know who it is, and as soon as you tell me, I'm going to be like, oh, of course. Charles Bassey. Corey Joseph. Oh, Corey. Oh, what the fuck? Corey Joseph. Corey, Corey Joseph. Joseph to the Sixers. And From Detroit. Anybody who has no value to you. Yeah, that's not a bad trade. Because he makes $5 million, so you probably are going to have to trade. See, like, I think Sig falls out of the rotation. So. I can see that. To the Pistons. Furcon just to make the money work. Treed. It works. Well, we probably get Corey in like two seconds. But I just think Corey Joseph off the bench is a playmaker. That means DeAnthony Mountain could be more of a scorer. Um, and then Matisse is still here. Yeah. Corey Joseph for what'd you do? What? Furkan and Shake? Shake? So, like, Corey Joseph, they would send us like two seconds and Furkan, Shake. This is one of the most more realistic deals I will ever make in my life. This was one one of the most realistic deals. Yeah, that's not bad at all. I like that. I think trades like that are what I'm, the I'm Sixers need to do. God. I'm a GM god. So, what can yeah. I say? I'm a GM god. I mean, uh, there's a guy in San Antonio that is a shooter. Kind of reminds me of Kyle Korver. Um... He has a nickname of McBuckets. Doug McDermott. Doug McDermott is over there yeah. in San Antonio. Go get and him. see, because Doug's making so much more money, you would have to move more players to acquire him. Tobias Harris. No, no. You have That's you have PJ no. now. You have PJ now. That's not gonna work. What you mean it's not gonna work? I mean, it's not. It's probably not going to work for the Spurs. Like, I don't think they want to take on that much money. And on if top you of that, say the Spurs they're not rebuilding. being competitive. They want young players. All right, and then they can just flip Tobias. No, they can't. If it was that easy, then we could do it. I mean, the Boston Celtics. I mean, the the Oklahoma City Thunder flipped fucking uh, Al Horford. And who's better? Back Al to Horford the team that had him. Right. That's what I'm saying. But and still, needed they him. Did it. But still did it. There's going to be a team that needs Tobias Harris, or they could just buy him out. 
probably not going to buy him out because that's like sixty million dollars, though. Yeah, but like they need to spend money. Like if if let's say we make I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it back on there right let's say we we make a trade right boom let's say we want Josh Richardson and Doug McDermott we trade where the fuck are you Tobias am I high right now oh he's right here. boom he's at the top no he's not um that's tw- damn he's he's still making more money than both of the motherfuckers yeah and then we would trade. We trade first round pick, right? Boom. This 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 is yours. You can have it. We will take these two guys that are gonna help you win. And you take this guy, buy him out. Because look, they're they're ninety million dollars for their roster. <laughs> that is yeah. not that that is not even the cap, bro. So they could trade him, get some Young assets that like a team does not think are going to fit for their team. Like I can see Tobias going to like the Pacers or or a team like that where they could use a four like Tobias or make this even a three team trade where the Pacers are involved. Let's just do that. Fuck it. Let's let's fucking do it. Tobias, you're a Pacer now. Boom, boom. And then who don't they trust? Well, they're a young team, so it's like a, not. It's gonna be fucking hard. To find players that they don't like, so maybe the Pacers aren't a good example. Um, but there's a team out there that could use a Tobias. Probably not in the East because apparently I feel like I just feel like Tobias would fucking kill us in a fucking game. Let's the Lakers. Well, the Lakers don't have no fucking money. Um, the 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 the, the Trailblazers. Trailblazers probably don't have no fucking money either. Tobias on the Trailblazers. Boom. He's a Trailblazer for life. And now they go, well, we don't see Nasir Little being good. You could go to the Spurs. Um, just as Winslow, we don't really like you. You could go to the Spurs. Does that make up for to- Tobias Harris $37 million? No, not at all. Not even close. But what if you understand. What about Tobias Harris? What about Tobias Harris to New York for Derrick Rose and Evan Fournier? See, now you're cooking with gas. You're cooking with <laughs> gas right now, bud. You're cooking with gas. Tobias if I'm going to trade. York. See, here's the thing. I don't want to trade Tobias. I'm not. I'm not on the trade Tobias train. I understand the contract thing is a big deal, but at the same time, it's like, I don't. It just is what it is. He's got two years left. It's, if you are going to move him, it'd be easier to do it next year rather than this year. But if we are going to move him because we have PJ Tucker, I would want to move him for a three, like a true small forward and somebody who can come off the bench. Derrick Rose and Evan Fournier fit that bill having a three-point shooting small forward and a true backup point guard to me that's one of the best options that you could probably get in a Tobias Harris trade because the thing is you're not getting young pieces from a rebuilding team you're probably not getting a whole lot of first round draft picks if you do trade Tobias it's going to be just for filler pieces and players you might trade and I'm happy <laughs> yeah, that's Bring not Cam bad. Bring back home. Bring him back home. That's not bad. I just need to see it. How what, what, what. I would take. I don't know. I might take. Are you gonna put Cam Reddish in the starting lineup? Out of that, huh? Why? There goes there, and then you have Anthony Mountain. Yeah, that's true, but. It's also Derrick Rose. Like, he's so not only injury-prone, he's also pretty old. 
would would Evan Turner Fournier be a starter or would Cam Reddish? Because Cam Reddish it could be who knows. In my opinion, it doesn't matter. I mean, Cam Reddish is probably the better defender, but I mean that's one of those things you figure out in training camp. Which one's the starter is whichever one deserves to start. Eighteen million, fourteen million. Matisse, George Niang is still here. And then, uh, yeah. Why would you take Shake out? What was the reason for reason for taking Shake out? Just depth, just not giving up too much. I mean, I mean they're you, already getting they're already getting the best player in the trade. I think we 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 are getting the best players that fit our needs. So they probably will look at it like you need to accommodate us more because we know for sure that this is going to work out for you. But I don't see why it wouldn't work out for New York. Oh my God, if anything, they're just filling a hole in their roster. I mean, I mean, you have a guy who can play the four or the three, but you still have can Julius get his Randall. own shot and also be a really good defender. Dude, it's crazy as fuck that Julius Randle was an All Star and he gets paid like damn near what fifteen million dollars less than fucking. Yeah, I know. That's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, that's enough. Enough of my trades. Um, Kenny, go ahead. What are you about to you say? got anything else you want to talk okay. about? Because you got to be a father right now. <laughs> I want to watch simple songs. You want to watch simple songs? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll go turn on simple songs for you. You want to watch downstairs or in your room? Downstairs. Okay. Give me five minutes, okay? Okay. All right. Five minutes alone. <laughs> She goes, five minutes, gotcha. I'm going to sit right here just to make sure that it's five minutes. (laughs) I'm counting right now. Right. And she's definitely not. She's playing with a pop filter she found on the floor. And there she goes. Just taking my stuff. She's going to break that. Anyway, (laughs) no, I don't have any other other topics to talk about. Um, Oh, we didn't uh, didn't talk... Talk about okay. the Patrick Beverly trade. It happened. That's it. That's all. Oh yeah, yeah. It happened. I, it happened. I um, I don't know. I see. I don't. It, it's tough because we don't really know. Well, we know what the Lakers need, and Patrick Beverly sort of fits that. But they definitely need youth. They need youth, and they need energy. Patrick Beverly sort of fits that. He's definitely going to bring energy. energy. Um. However, the fit is a little bit of a question mark. He's a pretty good shooter, but he's not a shooter, if that makes sense. Um, He's not the ideal type of shooter that you would have next to a guy like Russell Westbrook and LeBron. And the conflict of him and Russell Westbrook, it just seems seems like... Because remember, Patrick Beverly had beef with LeBron as well, because LeBron I mean, but LeBron has to approve the shit. Like, I just think... Braun approved it. Like they they didn't just sign. They just didn't go out there and trade Tyler Horn Tucker, who LeBron is close with. Um, LeBron is this close is like with. and this is almost. It reminds me a lot of the Kobe Bryant Matt Barnes situation. Mm-hmm. Whereas like Kobe and Matt had a little bit of tension, but then Kobe was ended. He ended up being the one who was just like, "Hey man, come to LA." Like LeBron, for the way Pat tells the story, LeBron was the reason he got cut from Miami. 
Yeah. Because LeBron didn't like him and just thought he didn't deserve to be there, so they ended up cutting him. Now, you know, we're <laughs> all Beverly's assuming that LeBron has to I sign mean, off on everything we, L.A. We, does. We could definitely look at uh, Patrick Beverly's track record. Never missed the playoffs. He's going to take another team back to the playoffs. You know, amazing track record for uh, Patrick Beverly, you know? Yeah. But so, it's like the things that Patrick Beverly does best aren't necessarily the things that L.A. really needed. He's definitely going to help, but he's not like the off-ball movement shooter that L.A. really needed. He's not the young, cheap, like high-energy guy that L.A. was really looking for. His energy is definitely a little bit more vocal than anything else. And, um, and that might rub some people the wrong way, especially when you have right. a team full of veterans. Um, that it, it just seems like he's going to rub somebody the wrong way. There's going to be some shit. Like we see some shit between Anthony Davis and fucking the uh, White Howard. <laughs> yeah. So you know for sure there's going to be some type of fucking. There, it, it's going to be something. They're there's two hotheads. There is going to be something, whether it's going to be told out of practice. Or it's going to happen on the court or happen on the sidelines. It's, it's going to be something. Um, you know, who, who knows? Maybe this is one of those odd pairings that we expect n- nothing of it or nothing from it, and it actually works. Um, yeah. But it just doesn't seem like it. It just The personalities, the egos, it, it, I, I just think it's hard. Russell Westbrook already kind of knows his, his time there is not, not necessarily numbered, but it's, it's definitely monitored um, heavy, yeah. especially yeah. in the L.A. market. So he might be just feeling the pressure. Somebody says some shit the wrong way, and it comes from Patrick, or he just feels some type of way. He can spaz out. You know, um, it, it's just a lot. Uh, so the Lakers, Lakers, you you guys got to do something. So, yeah. <laughs> I think they're all – I think the Lakers as an organization are sort of just banking on this being the last couple years that they have to deal with this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's weird. It's like – <laughs> it's like they did all this for a championship, and then they got the championship, and then now they're kind of like, all right, we're kind of sick of this. We're kind of just doing it now. Because, like, yeah. you kind of think, if you win a championship, that gives you some type of, like, leeway the rest of the years, right? So let's say let's say if Damian Lillard wins a championship, like, let's say if Portland won a championship, CJ probably still on the team. Like, there's yeah. probably still guys on the team because it's like, well, we won ours. Let's yeah, just keep exactly. the band together just because. Exactly. Like, Same the thing Sixers... goes with... Go ahead. What? Go ahead. I was going to say it's not, it's not 100% the same situation because it's a different sport. But look at the Eagles. Like, they won a Super Bowl. And after that, they had a lot of issues of just, like, their older players getting hurt. And it was just like, well... They were here when we won the Super Bowl. They got theirs. They're not necessarily worried about it. But it's just like, we probably should have traded Lane Johnson a while ago. We probably should have traded Brandon Graham. Like, there's guys who are just older, who are not performing at the same level, who any other team would have probably moved. But because they won us the Super Bowl just, you know, four years ago, it's like, all right, well, we'll just keep them around. And I think the NFL is more rare that a player stays with the team yeah. the entirety of his career. Yeah, exactly. Than basketball, where, like, if you win one championship, 
and you're still competitive after that, like say look at like a Dirk situation where he's mm-hmm. only won one championship, but his team remained competitive after that. That they were and like, before. fuck it. Yeah, we were like, really, they were like, fuck it, bro. Listen, we're going to rock out with you. You're our guy. Right. We feel loyalty to, to, towards you. Like if Joel wins a championship, no matter what happens, we're going to rock out with Joel. Like yep. rock out with Joel. Because like we both know if there's no championship in the next two, three years, they're going to blow this shit up. Yeah. They're they're going to blow and this it, shit up. And it would make sense. Because it's like you can't be with the same team the entirety of your career and nothing comes out of it. Mm-hmm. Like there, there, I don't think there's a player who's been with a team his entirety of his career and does not have a championship. Unless like nope. you're like a five-year player or five-year NBA player or somebody who does like that. Like a team who's a, a top guy, a player that is a top guy, never won a championship and remain with the same team. Like look at KG. Like he probably would have stayed there if he would have won a championship. It's happened very few times, and like you said, it were players who just didn't have long careers. Like mm-hmm. you think about guys like Brandon Roy, only played with Portland, was a great player, but was very like short career. Eight yeah, years? like very, very short career. Y'all mean so it's like eight years. Like, it doesn't. It doesn't happen very often. Mm-hmm. And when you do have guys who are top guys who still don't win a championship ever, they usually try to look at for some it, yeah. point at a different team. Somewhere. Like right, Charles Barkley played for multiple teams. Uh Allen Iverson played for multiple teams. Like there's there's plenty of guys who were great Hall of Fame players that never won a championship. But they tried doing it. They they moved. At some point they moved on. To have the final. Um Yeah. At some point it's like you just gotta go after it. Because maybe your, like even James your teammates or your organization, they're just not doing what they need to do. Or it could just be circumstantial. Like, you look at a team like uh, like Portland, right? Like, mm-hmm. had Portland not dealt with the injuries that they did, like, we saw Brandon Roy, Greg Oden, LaMarcus Aldridge. Like, they had one season where they were all healthy. And they won, like, I think over 60 games. Mm-hmm. But... It was only one season, and they could never all be healthy at the same time ever again. So it's like sometimes the organization does the best that they can do, but it's just circumstances. Sometimes things just fall apart. Because they might be the rare situation where yeah. um, he stays here his entirety of his career. Maybe Bradley, too. Um, Bradley Bill. But it, it, it's not going to happen a lot. Those guys have a lot of loyalty to their cities and are comfortable with uh, just having the money and just competing and playing basketball. So maybe we see more players like that, but I, I doubt it. Because the, the team also has to do what's best for the team. And Selena's now a part of the podcast. Yeah, this is our newest host. This is Selena Giselle Harris. Say hello. Hello. Do you know anything about basketball? Mm-hmm. What, what you know about basketball? Basketball. Do you play basketball? Mm-hmm. Who is your favorite basketball player? No, you gotta say it loud. Say Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid. Did you just Joel and Queen? Say it loud. Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid. Oh, smart, smart, yeah. smart. Joel Embiid. Smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Smart. I didn't. Smart. She just completely said that on her own. I didn't even know she was an Embiid fan. That's crazy. You have you have amazing taste. 
All right. Amazing. Well, did you have anything else that you had to talk about? No, that was it. That was it. Go go be a father. Uh-huh. Go be an award-winning <laughs> father. father. <laughs> you said like I'm a deadbeat and you're trying to get me back in her life. Go be a father, Sean. No. No. Look, you see yourself? Looking at yourself? Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you see Selena. All right, this is going to become something completely different. So we're going to go ahead and end this now. <laughs> um, so, <clears throat> so, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of the Untitled Hoops podcast starring myself, uh, Sean. Over there is our other host, Marquise. Sometimes. Mr. Beanie, a.k.a. Marquise Sometimes. Uh, this is the newest addition to the pod, Miss Selena Harris. Look at that. All right. And that's a wrap. Make sure you go and follow us on Instagram. Our Instagram has been popping lately. Follow us on Twitter uh, so you can see live tweets from Marquise whenever something big happens in the NBA. Make sure you follow us uh, on YouTube. Go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Go comment. Go like videos. Uh, do all that cool stuff. It helps us out with the algorithm and everything. Hey, hey, miss, I need you to be quiet. I need you to be quiet, okay? I need you to be quiet. And never forget to look both ways before you cross the street. That's right. That's right. Also, go on the website and buy merch. Blackflagent.online. Also, follow, go watch our uh, new program that we just come out with called This Really Happened, where we just tell stories uh, that may or may not be true. You have to decide. Marquise, today's the day. Today's the day. Was your story true? My story was true. Your story was true. It was true. It was a very specific, specific, I can't say words, specific story. So I felt like it was true. It was 100% We found true. out yesterday that Tyrese's story was not true. He, in fact, did not get into a fight with Count Count from Sesame Street. I believed it. I believe both of your stories. Yeah, my, my story was true. Um, yeah. Literally, if we had time, I would call my mom and she would fucking start dying of laughter. <laughs> well, that's still something that you can do, and we'll just post it on Instagram or Twitter or whatever later. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's yet another reason to follow us on all of our social medias. Uh, yeah, and go buy merch. Go buy merch. Go take your credit card, and you take it to the website, and you buy merch right now. Kids, kids, it's kids, right are now. you listening to this? Go into your mom's wallet. Take out her card. Read me the numbers. Read me the, the three numbers on the back. Read me the, the, the little dates. Just read me all the numbers. And if and it's I'll in there, it from there, if it's in there, grab her social security card right, and tell us right. those numbers as well. Right. Okay. It's only going to, we'll buy you cereal. All right. We'll it's buy a you prize. cereal. It's a contest. It's a contest. Yes. If you want free tickets to a Philadelphia Soul game, we can go. <laughs> all right. That's it. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.